This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Excuse me. Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Morano. Well, the world is still absolutely fascinated by Albert Einstein. When I had dinner with William Shatner uh, last year, the topic became who throughout history, if you could assemble any group of people for dinner, who would you pick? And William Shatner, who was on my list of dinner companions, the first person that he named was Albert Einstein. He's still depicted in movies. They're still naming children's educational videos after him. He's still a big seller for magnets. The guy has become synonymous with Jesus, and this continues to grow. His acclaim and his popularity continues to grow decades after his death. How come? What's so special about Albert Einstein? And more specifically... What's so special about his brain? Someone who has explored those questions thoroughly is the author of The Einstein Effect. Benjamin Cohen is the manager of the official social media accounts of Albert Einstein, the author of The Einstein Effect. He's also the news director of The Forward, America's oldest Jewish newspaper, and uh, a newspaper whose emails I look forward to daily. And um, Benjamin, thanks so much for joining us. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Frank, thanks for having me on. Well, big, uh, we have a lot of Jewish listeners in our audience all over the country, Ben Yaman. Yeah. Any big Rosh Hashanah plans for you this weekend? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I currently I live in West Virginia, which is not a, uh, a bastion of, of uh, Jewish community. So uh, it's no, no big plans where I am. There's got to be some matzo ball drop that you could be at at midnight, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, apples and honeys and matzo ball chop, I'm sure. Excellent. Well, have fun, uh, whatever you end up doing. Uh, so, Albert Einstein, you have become so intertwined with Albert Einstein, even though you weren't old enough to have met him when he was alive. When did you first become interested in Albert Einstein, his life and his work? That's a great question. You know, I, I'm not a scientist. I like to call myself a, a likable idiot. You know, I knew as much about Einstein as most people do, you know, the Nobel Prize, the uh, theory of relativity, whatever that means, the wild hair. Um, but I really got fascinated with Einstein when I was in college. I, I found a book and I started reading it, and it was about uh, the pathologist who performed the autopsy on Albert Einstein when he died in 1955. And not that many people know this, but the pathologist, when he was doing the autopsy, he cracked open Einstein's head and he stole Albert Einstein's brain. Mm. And yeah, and I was, you know, and he kept it hidden for decades in his basement in a beer cooler. Um, and I was thinking, I just like you, you're surprised at this. I was surprised at this. And I was thinking to myself, you know, how come nobody, no teacher in school ever talked about this? And it just kind of set me on this path of like, what else about Albert Einstein don't I know? And what else can I learn? You know, quirky things, not even scientific things about Albert Einstein. And so that's 
kind of piqued my interest about 20 years ago, and, and I've just been obsessed with him ever since. So how much of a, you run the Albert Einstein social media accounts, how did that come to be, number one, and how much of a, a social media presence does Einstein have these days? Yeah, so I'm a journalist, and so I just started, because I'm obsessed with Einstein, I just started writing a lot of articles about Einstein, strange articles, like about the brain or about, you know, other people who are obsessed with Einstein. I, I met a guy in Connecticut who claims to have a piece of Albert Einstein's hair. Uh, <laughs> and so I just started writing all these different articles, and the Albert Einstein archives noticed it. And, you know, the archives is mostly run by a bunch of academics and physics and physicists and and they're not really social media is not really their expertise and so they they hired me to run the account about six years ago and so i've been running it ever since and to answer your other question einstein uh has 20 more than 20 million followers across facebook twitter and instagram Uh, einstein i think has more facebook fans than the rolling stones than (laughs) tom hanks yeah, I think he's probably the most active dead celebrity on, on social media. So in your book, The Einstein Effect, you refer to Albert Einstein, and I don't think a lot of people would dispute this, as the first modern-day celebrity. How come? What was it about either his personality or the circumstances and the times in which he lived that enabled him to become the first modern-day celebrity? I, I think you, you asked the question perfectly because it was the time and the person. He came about at a moment when almost all of modern media was in place. Newspapers, magazines, photographs, radio, television. So I think he was at this, you know, just opportune moment in time. And also it was his personality. You know, there were so many scientists, many people this summer saw the Oppenheimer movie. Oppenheimer was not like a charismatic guy. He wasn't gregarious. Einstein was just like this beloved grandfatherly sage. Um, You know, he was not pretentious at all people could come up to him and get pictures with him and get his autograph and he was just a very sweet guy and there's a story that anytime the uh, paparazzi would chase him down the streets of new york and anytime they would see him he would take his hat and throw it in the air because he knew that would make a good photograph you know marie curie never did that (laughs) i I think i would think not hey i was going to ask you actually what did you think of uh, einstein's depiction in the film oppenheimer I think he, he should have got more screen time. <laughs> well, from what you could tell, was it an accurate yeah. depiction? Yeah, I, 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 I do. You know, uh, uh, Einstein and Oppenheimer were, were indeed friends. And, you know, they were both involved in the, uh, in the, atomic, in the, in the atomic bomb. But, but Einstein really, in his later years, was against, you know, he was a big pacifist. He did not like war. He was uh, really advocating for... Um, denuclearization, and and so he really spent his his later years working towards that, and so I think he was kind of, uh, as you saw in the movie, I don't think he was too happy with what Oppenheimer and the Manhattan Project did. Yeah, I I can imagine. Uh, We're talking with Benjamin Cohen. He's the author of the book The Einstein Effect. You can also read his work regularly in The Forward. One question that I've heard people debate a lot 
and they seem to have evidence on both sides of this equation. And I'm sure that you get this question a great deal because not only of your work as an Einstein expert, but as your work being a journalist with a religious newspaper is about Einstein's faith. Uh, There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that uh, that say Einstein was an atheist. A lot of others say he did have a belief in God. As best you can tell, what does your research show about what Einstein's faith was, at least for the most, the, the, the better part of his life? Yeah, I mean, he grew up in a Jewish family, but they were not a religious family. I like to describe Einstein as a spiritual but not religious person. His family didn't go to synagogue and, you know, didn't participate regularly in those types of things. I did find, actually, in my research... Um, Albert Einstein, the rabbi who performed Einstein's uh, circumcision when he was a baby. I found the document Wow! Uh, from that ceremony. But he was a very spiritual person, and especially once the Nazis took power in the 1930s, and, you know, he was deemed, you know, public enemy number one in Germany, and he luckily escaped Germany. And when he got to America, he created the International Rescue Committee, which is a refugee aid organization that still exists today, helping Ukrainian refugees today. But he launched it because he was trying to help his fellow Jews uh, escape Nazi Germany, and he did. And he actually used his own money to help relocate Jews uh, all over all over the world. And then in his later years, he was very involved in the establishment of the State of Israel. And in fact, one, there's a, uh, one of the other things I discovered during research in the book is that in 1952, the president of Israel died, and the president of Israel is like Queen of England. It's it's not a right. It's, you know, a it's more of a it's a figurehead. And so when that president died in 1952, uh, it was actually a friend of Einstein's. Uh, the prime minister asked Einstein if he would be the <laughs> the president of Israel. And at the time, he was living in Princeton, and he didn't want to move. Wow. But he said, he said, I you know, I politely declined. I'm not really a politician, you know. And uh, but I'll do whatever I can from here. And he raised a lot of money for Israel. He was one of the founders of of Hebrew University in Jerusalem. Um, and so so I think his faith was important to him, but probably more in a, in a spiritual way than, than an actual, you know, going to services way. 